0: all of you weed freaks, potheads, or those who are kind of curious, welcome to another episode of When I'm High. In this week's episode, we uh, are going to listen to the second half of my conversation slash interview with Jack. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the first part, and I also hope you enjoy this second part. Here we go. Um, All right, what about creativity? How how does that change? Do you do creativity? what you would be would you would consider to be creative things in your life
1: yes yeah uh i was always an artist uh, moving here to oregon i was able to actually take a painting and one of my favorite things to do with my wife is to get stoned and just paint and while we think that that is a, a particularly fun action it's probably not our favorite but it's definitely really high up there and it gives us the opportunity to be creative while kind of uh, firing on all pistols. And one of my favorite things to do is actually get stoned and just do some creative problem solving. Just anything, really. Uh, there's quite a few games that give you an opportunity to kind of uh, play detective. I particularly mm-hmm. enjoy doing you know stuff like that or even something as simple as like uh, uh, Mario Party.
0: Mm-hmm. Just a
1: little party game, a party tree game. And being <laughs> being able to kind of go at that and just be stoned and whatnot. Uh, and then we also really enjoy puzzles, uh, which is something else that we kind of get a chance to be creative about. Normally, the way that we do it is the other person sees what your puzzle supposed to be, and then we race to put our puzzle together and then oh. tell the other one what it is.
0: Oh, that's you, <laughs> really interesting. So, you, so you're each doing your own puzzle. You yeah. each have the other person's, like, box cover. Yeah. Oh, man. That's... So I might have
1: a cat, and she might have a horse, but I don't know what I have, and she doesn't know what she has, but uh... I know what she has, and she'll know <laughs> what I have.
0: That's great. My parents have been doing a lot of puzzles, so I'm going to actually recommend that to them. That's that's a great idea. The thing about that is that got to make sure that they you know, have the same amount of pieces, that they seem to be like, relatively the same um, difficulty level, so you're not, you know, one person doesn't have a really hard puzzle and the other one has a super easy puzzle.
1: Well, I think we both got, uh, like pretty much any time we buy puzzles, we buy the same count, and then we'll Uh just do like a handful. So I think I, uh, we were at the uh, Dollar Tree or something like that, picking out some stuff for one of our neighbors, um and i was like oh they got puzzles i think we bought four or like five puzzles so it could be anything and they were just Mm -hmm. animals and we're like this is going to be fantastic stone and we come home and we're like hey what do you want to do tonight well it's a date night so let's get high and do some puzzles perfect so then we'll kind of all right go and pick one i'll go and pick one at random and we'll look at them all right this is what you're gonna do Dump it out on the table and we go from there.
0: That's a great idea. I love that.
1: Definitely boost our family time as well as like date nights. It's always something interesting that we can do. And then we can kind of be like, all right, yeah, we can do it or we can get stoned and we can do this. Or how about it's super hot out, how about if we go out on the patio and just smoke a joint and look up at the stars. We can break in the new telescope that we got.
0: Yes, stuff like that. So uh, with, with painting, um, what is that? How how does that change? Because I assume that you do painting sober as well. What? Uh, how is being high different? How does it change the experience of the act of painting, of what you want to paint, all those things?
1: Uh, I, I'm I don't know how the colors are different. Don't ask me to explain it. All I know <laughs> is that this is clearly sunburnt orange, and this is just orange. And making that distinction is is really empowering it really makes me feel like something that I was never really good at like I am in a much better place to do it now because I'm hyper focused and I'm actually paying attention to the subtle tones, to the subtle brush strokes it's it's always I kind of feel like I'm painting with my whole body instead of when I'm overthinking it because I'm sober and I'm just like oh well I don't know is this the right orange maybe I should mix it with a little bit more yellow or how about this maybe I should add a little bit of this to it What about, you know, if I don't use that color at all? I'm a little bit more uh, overcritical, sober. So when I do it sober, I'm like a perfectionist versus a lot more freestyle and not as rigid when I'm stoned. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like same idea but slightly different techniques.
0: Yeah, and and which, I mean, looking back at them afterwards, do you like one more than the other?
1: Uh, I tend to... (laughs) I tend to, when I am sober, use a lot of solid black lines. So you will see paintings that have very thick, solid black lines. And it's because I just didn't think the line was straight yet. Still not straight yet. Still not straight mm. yet. Versus me being stoned, stone. And I'm like, I just kind of want the colors to just be together. Like we all should just mesh together. <laughs> that would be better.
0: Right. Yeah, so because you keep on going over the black line, it gets thicker and thicker. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to see some pictures of uh, examples of things that you've made sober and high. And, and, and if you're cool with it, I'd like to post them on Instagram when, uh, when your episodes air. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. That'd be awesome. Um, and then just in terms of like, what do you decide to paint? How do you decide to do that? And then is that process different when you get high?
1: I want to say sober me. Uh, knows exactly what he wants to paint can't quite get the angles might have to go over it again that line's a little too thick i don't know how to take that black off let me go in with another color maybe this is shade uh stoned me is very much like all right um i guess i'll just put a line here then a curve here and then oh this is actually kind of looking like this and then i'll start making what it is that i'm thinking i'm doing so it mm-hmm. definitely activates a different part of my mind because I'm like I said, I'm not as rigid. So I kind of just go in and I fill around and I paint a little bit of here and then I figure out what it is. And then I start doing it. One of the paintings that I'll actually send you at the very last minute. I had just made so many things in one of the corners of the picture. And I felt like to add some additional depth, I would put something in the foreground as well as in the background. And when I put the thing in the foreground, I'm like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted it to seem like you were looking around a tree and you were looking at the beach. I think it's a beach. Um, And it was one thing and two seconds later it was something completely different. And I could hundred percent see it in my head. Normally if I can't figure it out sober, I'm just like, well, this looks terrible. I'm gonna keep making this line bigger. (laughs) I don't know. I better watch out for me when I figure out how to draw hands. And even though people in this, picture but you know whatever
0: yeah yeah i i love uh those are some really good descriptions of how those are different i like that a lot um so you know similar to art uh what about music do you play music listen to music and and what's that what are both of those like uh when high
1: um i, I feel like you definitely understand a lot more of what the lyricist or the person singing or doing the actual thing is saying or where they're coming from, stoned. Sober, it could just be a really good song. I really like the beat. I really like the melody. Chorus might be nice. Um, You know, anything like that. Oh, that was a good bar. Um, I think the bigger thing is I listen to music, but my current big thing is I like listening to scary stories like creepypastas and various things like that. And Sober, while I can definitely get into it and realize that This is just a story that somebody made up, but it could be a really good or really well told story. Stone to me is like, man, this is definitely real. This is all Mm -hmm. based on a true story. This happened to somebody somewhere in some dimension. This is crazy. Like, how did you not see that coming? And it's always a, (laughs) it's always a trip to say the least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh so you you said that you you focus a little bit more on the lyrics when you get high uh is your interpretation of the lyrics different like what about songs that you uh that you know well do you do you hear them differently when you're high?
1: I, I like to think so. I think uh, I'm, I'm a really big empath so from time to time you'll hear a story and it'll just speak to you on a different level entirely stoned Now yeah, I completely get where they're coming from sober really good but my brain stoned is like no no no. you don't understand like what they're saying is that their best friend was this to them and they and i'm like man that is really deep this way deeper than i thought it was the first time i heard it Mm. also sometimes when you hear something like you hear a new song for the first time you're not really sure what they say and when you know the song you're like yeah like and then they say this and then you hear it stoned and you're like but What if they mean it like two completely different ways? What if the whole point of this sentence or this uh, song structure is to illustrate that this is actually the case? And I always find that to be interesting, especially since I didn't really grow up with music like that. Um, I kind of started listening to music when I hit my adolescence and started listening to it and kind of figuring out what it was that I enjoyed. And the sober me would always think about it with a mind frame of, oh yeah, I really like that song, but maybe some of the elements I didn't quite get, like think about. Mm. Um, and versus the sober me now listening to that same song that I used to love. I'm like, no, 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 no. This song is completely something different. For instance, Baja Men with Who Let the Dogs Out. <laughs> I first heard Who Let the Dogs Out, I get it. They talking about dogs. That makes perfect sense. Who let these particular dogs out? Now, the sober me is listening to that song and thinking of it really lighthearted. But the stoned me is like, he is talking about ugly women. That is very offensive. You need to sit down, sir. Mm-hmm. All of you guys. And then it, it, it's something that I just dive right into. And I'm like, this song is crazy. They So not only are they saying who let them out they are actually inquiring as to who did it they trying to figure this out this is a murder mystery about who let these particular dogs out so it's always interesting to kind of dive into it a little bit more
0: yeah and thank you for that very specific example because i was actually <laughs> just about to ask you if you had any examples and uh, that was a, a really good one and yeah hmm maybe not the best song right
1: <laughs> yeah and you're like i'm sorry what or the fact that I'm pretty sure that the thong song was catchy when it came out and yet right. it really is only one line. It might be two <laughs> lines. Like there isn't any substance to the song at all. And you're like, he could have said anything. I can make some I could freestyle and I don't even know how to rap. And it would probably be a more actual song. This is a chorus
0: on loop. Right, there'd be more substance.
1: Yeah. What is <laughs> what? And people love this song? Wait, like they actually heard it? They weren't listening. That's what that right. was. They weren't listening
0: 100%. Yeah, I, I love coming across songs that, uh, they're like, when I really listen to the lyrics, I'm like, well, they're just saying the same couple of lines over and over again. Why is this? Wh- who thought that this it would be a good idea to make this song? I mean, it's catchy. That's why they made it, but they ain't, they're not saying much.
1: I also feel like it has also hit me in a very reverse way. Um, designer, uh, Timmy Turner, loved that song, Sober. Doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense, but Stoned Me, oh my God, this is the best song I've ever heard in the history of songs. And then Sober Me is like, am I okay? <laughs> that is a terrible song, and I'm pretty sure all he says is the same
0: course. Uh, it was called Designer, you said? Designer's the
1: person and oh timmy turner's the name of the song
0: well that's confusing okay i I don't know who this is or what the song is but i'll uh, i'll have to check that out i'm really curious now yeah
1: and i'm like oh man i love fairly odd parents this is fantastic
0: wait what is this song about why does he have these things okay this is weird nice um So uh, this is my very, very personal question. So feel free to pass if you so choose. Uh, But what is sex like when you're high?
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. Especially with one of those strains that you get to slow down time. You get to notice every Mm. inch of your partner as well as just pure enjoyment. That same... 30 seconds can feel like an hour and you can just take your time. Uh, I also have noticed that I get uh, a lot more handsy. <laughs> I just want to touch you. I just want to touch your face. Like, I, I I kiss you. Yeah, for sure. But I want to hold your face and slowly kiss you. Mm. I don't want to rush. I want to take my time. If we're both stoned, I'm sure that we look like sloths hugging just as slow as we can be. But we're both in the same moment. We're both catching each other's breath and it's just fantastic five stars
0: (laughs) we'll do again
1: (laughs) definitely would would recommend anybody stone favorite strain boom
0: nice um yeah fantastic that is a good word everybody has had good things to say Uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, earlier you mentioned that sometimes you'll use it to help you fall asleep if you're having trouble sleeping. So how, how does that work? What do you, what do you take? Um, how does it affect your sleep? Like on a normal day, are your dreams affected? Is your sleep affected?
1: Um, I would, I would say it's definitely a lot easier to fall asleep. I think the biggest thing is what I'll do is I will maybe... Maybe I'm going to smoke half a joint today. so I, I get prepared to smoke my half a joint, smoke my half a joint, wait for it to creep up on me because I normally, when I do pick up, I pick up a nice blend of sativas for kind of getting up on the weekend, lighten the joint, start cleaning before she gets up. Maybe I want to take care of the dog or kind of work on something in particular and just being able to. Just take my time and then I'll also have those days where I just want to wind down I want to be stoned I want that couch lock I want to be able to just sink into the couch and wait for it to hit me right there and right when it hits me I might hop in the shower and that'll put me right to sleep and I might be asleep for four hours I might be asleep for 10 hours it is Russia roulette at that time <laughs> I, I have no idea what's gonna happen I'm not setting an alarm and God got it from here uh, so <laughs> It's always super fun to kind of have that. And then, like I said, sometimes I just want to get up. I want to be in my own mood. Maybe I want to get up before the sun comes up, go outside with a good book and take my bong. And me and my bong are sitting out there and we're smoking a sativa or a really nice hybrid on the sativa side. And I'm just feeling mellow. Feeling mellow, I might have some music playing, something classical or something like that and just read, it. and she'll come out and be like, you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. She's like, oh, you real good. And I'm oh, like, yeah. yeah, I am. Yeah, I am.
0: Uh, when you said that you, you go out and you and your bong are smoking, I just had this vision in my head of you sitting in one chair, the bong sitting in the other chair, and you're each smoking little bongs.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, we're they're, they're actually rocking chairs, like on right, a porch right. with the rocking chairs <laughs> just enjoying our time.
0: Oh, nice. And then what about your dreams? Do you think your dreams are affected at all? You know, I I would love to say yeah, I don't think so. I think I just always have
1: weird dreams because I just never stop thinking. And they just go right along with me. So it might seem weird to me sober, but it's probably
0: weird to me stone too. Mm hmm. What about your spirituality or your religion, your you know your view of sort of the unknown? Uh, do you think that cannabis affects that at all?
1: Yeah, a lot more acquisitive as far as like my thought process. Um, I might lay in the bed and just pray in the morning and then I might go to bed that night and I might go to bed stoned, and my prayer is so different. Kind of like two different, completely different prayers. My sober is just, you know, just being thankful for the position that I'm in and for helping me with everything that I've gone through to get me to this point. Uh, Me and my wife, were actually just talking. We're actually going to be celebrating our ninth year of being married this, uh, I think in a few months, four months or whatever. And it's very, like I said, wholesome. But the stoned me. Is just every little thing. Thank you for waking me up this morning, for waking up my beautiful wife, all my enemies and all my friends, my family, everybody. Uh, thank you for just letting me give it 100% today because there's people out there that can't give it 100% and I understand that. And I want to say, dear Lord Jesus, while you're looking out for me, just continue to look out for them because there's somebody out there that needs this prayer and I just want to do my part. And it's, it's more spiritual. I, I feel the magnetic force of the earth touching my soul in a way that opens all my chakras and I'm able to actually spiritually speak directly to God if that makes sense. So it's it's definitely a a, a lot more intense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um and thank you for uh, praying for the people who need need it more than you. That's, yeah. uh, you know, I, I hope a lot more people are, are doing that.
1: Especially in today's world. And I'm just like, I get it. I'm a six foot tall guy. And I am normally taller than most of the people in any room that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And it's people that, I don't know, can't walk. And it's people that are in positions where they don't have a straight back. They can't stand up straight. They don't have pride. They don't love themselves. They have family members that don't love them. Stuff that they're hiding, stuff that they don't feel comfortable opening up about. And, you know, just while I appreciate all that you've done for me, they definitely need some extra help too. So
0: yeah, definitely more people thought
1: about each one teaching one, we'd be more healed than we are. We wouldn't be as divided. It's nice to be able to to have that strength to actually think about those people that other people might not be thinking about.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh, that is such a huge thing. I I totally agree. You know, you gotta, you gotta help people. You gotta, you gotta help them. If you, if you have the ability to, you gotta help them. Yeah. Um, what about your just general view of the world? Do you think, you? because know, it sounds like you were a bit on the older side when you first tried it, uh, do you think that your view of the world has uh, changed since you started? Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I, I don't want to say that I was closed-minded, but just like we said, like, like Dare had scared this sense of you are one joint away from running over a kid on their bicycle and i'm like i'm stoned i have already ordered food why would i be in a car what are you talking about why does that make sense just really being more hypersensitive to how like ludicrous some of these things were they're like oh uh alcohol is fine and weed is bad but when i have weed i just want to chill out on the couch and watch tv versus this guy beating his wife when he has too many beers You can't tell me one of these things is evil and one of these things isn't or one of my actual favorite things that always hits me on a very spiritual level is the idea and the thought of me being one of the people that would have said like, no, this person has to go to jail because their kid has 100 seizures a day and you want to give them uh, cannabis. I'm sorry, no, that's bad. They're gonna do harder drugs later in their life to actually doing the research and actually looking into it and seeing, you know, that doesn't make sense, right? If that was my kid and they were having a hundred seizures a day, I could give them some cannabis oil that's not gonna get them high or anything like that, and they can go from a hundred to zero, lock me up right now. Yep. Lock me up forever, put me underneath the jail. And that's such a, a overwhelming thought. To think that at one point I was on the other side of this fence and that makes no sense at all. It makes no sense at all that you want me to make my child suffer when I can stop them from suffering.
0: What? Yeah. It it, it absolutely doesn't make any sense at all that people are so against it that they don't even want people to help their own children not to suffer terribly. Um, yeah. Yeah. um, I think the first
1: time I watched that video, I like cried like a baby and my wife completely understood mm. where I was coming from and it's definitely like that empath thing, like, wait, I'm sorry. What? Like, oh no, you're going to go to jail for, you know, five to 10 years for cannabis possession. And then these people are like, do you understand that my kid is seven and they've had 100 seizures for the last four years and today was the first day that they didn't have a seizure? oh no you you sound crazy i'm i I would never no 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 lock lock me right up
0: yeah have you seen the one uh i've seen the one with the the guy who has parkinson's and oh yeah
1: yeah and he takes it for the first time and he has the first day where he doesn't have uh parkinson's acting all the way up he can hold a cup and like feed himself
0: man he can speak powerful oh yeah it is it is um does Do you think that this helps you medically, either physically or mentally in any way?
1: Yeah, I'd like to think so. Since we have been more detail-oriented as far as what our bodies need and what we enjoy, uh, we've come across CBD and different CBD products. Um, I work a pretty physical job. And my first year that I did it, I came home every day super sore. And regular tiger bomb just was not cutting it. And I had to infuse some CBD into my actual like day-to-day routine. And we would do it intermediately. And some days we would use CBD and other days we would just use like tiger bomb or something like that. And it got to a point where all of my days where I was using, you know, whatever else that wasn't C B D yeah it helped but it definitely wasn't as helpful as the cbd was Mm -hmm. so topicals were our first kind of forte into that world and it wasn't anything that was a topical that got you stoned it just really got into the muscles and relaxed them and allowed me to just have a better day to not be so sore that i just wanted to fall on the floor when i walked home or when i walked in the door
0: yeah, that's uh, I would definitely say that that helps. Um, yeah, it, it's really nice to see that there's all these CBD products that are available in so many places. Uh, that people can can use things like that to just help you know the day to day aches and pains or whatever it is. Yeah,
1: uh, I tweaked my knee in my sleep, and now I got a slight limp. And rub some CBD on it after they get out of the shower, after they you know uh get dressed in the morning or something like that. And then be able to have a nice day until lunch without worrying about, you know, their knee being in pain. Mm-hmm. It's just a, such a empowering thing as far as spiritual thing to be able to actually have that available to you. Yeah, I'm going to have a really rough day today because I got, you know, a, a meetings all day. I'm going to be ripping and running. I got to do this. I got to do that. And the world's not going to stop just because I hurt my knee in my sleep. So hit it with some CBD. Make sure you have a good breakfast. Be as upbeat and positive as possible. Completely forget about it until you're almost done with all your meetings. Make it through that last hour, hour and a half. Get home and relax. Yeah. Now I can ice it. Now I can actually take care of it and, you know, treat the actual cause and not just the symptoms.
0: Yes, yes. It's very helpful. Um, would you consider yourself to be... Uh, I, I think I may know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Do you think you, uh, you'd consider yourself to be a pot nerd or a connoisseur of some kind in terms of, uh, you know, knowing about the strains and the science and things like that?
1: I, I like to say cannabis connoisseur. So, yeah,
0: 100%. Jack, connoisseur. <laughs> my pen is not working. That's okay. I can ignore my pen. Um, <laughs> how how much would you say pot is a part of your life if you had to put a percentage on that?
1: Uh If we are talking about my full lifestyle and everything about me, it is probably a 50-50. I got a lot of things that I am interested in, and cannabis increases most of those things. One of my favorite hobbies, as I mentioned earlier, is that I collect Funko Pops, and -hmm. the first Funko Pop shirt that I actually got was of Cheech and Chong. (laughs) <laughs> one of the ways me and my wife bonded when we first started hanging out was watching some Cheech and Chong movies because I had never seen all of them. I had seen bits and pieces. She could not believe that that was a reality. We just took one of the days, watched all of them. Years later, when we started smoking together, we watched them all again. Oh my God, how did I not know these movies were this funny when mm. I watched them last time? It's was like, well, now it's more relatable. You completely get all of these jokes mm. that you only kind of Supposed about last time, and I'm like, that is a very good point.
0: Yeah, I completely get him
1: having this huge bag of Mexican dirt weed and being like, yeah, like this is my holy grail right now. Do you smell this? And I'm like, oh man, he has a lot of weed. But the stoner me is like, all that weed is terrible. Why you have so much? What was that? Fifty dollars? What's happening right now? Where'd you get this from?
0: Um, yeah, I uh, I actually. I think that I have also only seen bits and pieces of their movies, uh, yes. so I, I think I might need to remedy that. Although, I did have a, a couple of, of their albums. Um, nice. Uh, they're, you know, sketch comedy, and I will, to this day, I will quote many of those many of those uh, sketches, because they are just so damn funny. Uh, the <laughs> one that uh, sticks in my mind was uh, Up His Nose. Do you know that one at all?
1: I don't think so. <laughs>
0: the 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 short premise is a guy takes his kid to see the doctor because the kid just puts everything up his nose um and it's it just goes on from there and he goes oppie's nose oppie's nose anyway those guys are awesome <laughs> nice yeah but it's um, something
1: that, that was small that i didn't necessarily think of until i thought about well i'm recently started collecting more of these shirts and collecting more of these things and i think about the first one that i got and i'm like oh well this was my first one. actually no it wasn't the cheech and chong was my first one and i didn't even know what i had i just thought that cheech and chong were cool when i bought it and yeah. that this was a funko thing and it wasn't until years later that i was like first of all i love this shirt second of all this is hella funny third of yeah. all we need to watch all these movies again what are we doing yes. this weekend
0: all right, I'm gonna to have to put all their movies on my list, my to watch list. So yes. thank you for that. Hundred percent. I you will not be disappointed. Oh yeah yeah no I, I I yeah how many are there? I don't I don't think they made uh, a ton of movies.
1: I think I think it's at least four. Yeah. Uh, I would have to look it up for sure to know. I think Nice Dreams is my favorite, and I probably watched that one a million times.
0: Okay. Good to know. Yeah. They had they, an uh, ice cream
1: truck like that is so just iconic, and I'm like man one of our favorite go-to things when we get stoned is, man, I wish I had some ice cream. And the answer is always, we do. You say that every time. And I'm like, yep, this will work.
0: <laughs> yeah, we uh, we got to keep some ice cream in the house. We often have ice cream in the house, uh, you know, because you never know when you're going to want some ice cream. You
1: never know. And that's what makes it so fun.
0: Yeah. Um, so uh, if you were to completely quit this stuff, Uh, how do you think that would, uh, change your life?
1: I think that the biggest drawback would actually be, um, I just be back on edge again. I I do think that it's important to not just nonstop power through cannabis. I go through stages and times where I do, uh, go sober from smoking or I might just take off a month, you know, no nut November. Nah, I think I'm going to not smoke November. That seems fine. You know, stuff like that. Um, and every now and then I just, maybe I might just really want to work on my tolerance. Sometimes I will mm-hmm. pick up weed on Monday and I'll have to pick up weed on Friday. And I'm like, where didn't all this weed go? It's all them <laughs> stupid fat blunts I rode and we smoked in, uh, this past four or five days. And I'm like, man, I probably should chill out. And I didn't even get high. So I had to smoke two blunts this time. So, mm, yeah, you know what? I'll take some time off. Uh, Speaking of that, when I first started, I only smoked on days that I didn't have to work. I didn't know how high I was supposed to get, but I was way higher than I imagined you were supposed to standardly be high. And I want to be responsible because I want to enjoy this without having to overanalyze it and overthink about it. So if I work on Monday, I wouldn't smoke on Sunday. If I was off on Tuesday, I would smoke on Monday. Mm -hmm. And that was how I pretty much operated for the first i don't know six months of me smoking and then i got to a point where i was like man if i smoke at an early enough time i probably could still be fine like eight hours is more than enough time to be stoned and stop being stoned oh yeah and at the time i was taking public transportation even if i'm a little groggy i can get some coffee when i get to the train station i'll be fine fresh air is one of the best ways to get on high. I'll be fine. I learned how to just relax and, you know, do whatever I needed to do, whether it was go for a walk or sit outside and get some fresh air to kind of sober up, have some coffee, so on and so forth. And it was just really a cause and effect. Like I was stoned. How am I going to enjoy this? Am I going to be off tomorrow where I don't have to worry about anything? Or am I going to smoke today and be slightly worried about tomorrow? And then I kept being fine. And I'm like, this isn't something I have to worry about. Now I can smoke and I just Mm -hmm. give myself enough time so that I'm not high when I go out to do whatever and be fine. I have more control over what my tolerance is. I know I can smoke a fourth of a joint and be fine, especially if it's something that the THC is over 20%. I probably should only hit it twice. It's gonna be a slight buzz. I'll be high for two hours. That's enough time to watch this movie. I'm good to go, and then we're solid.
0: Um, oh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. So you're um, you 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 got used to it over a period of time. You got sort of used to how your body deals with it, and sort of figuring out what those patterns are. And uh, eventually, you know, you felt like, okay, I can I can uh, I can up this a little bit. Yeah, I can loosen up a little bit.
1: Right. I, I had the reins tightened for a reason. I didn't know how it was going to affect me. To my knowledge at this point, I'm going to do weed today and tomorrow I'm going to be looking for heroin. <laughs> Let's just take my time, slowly do it. And I never got to that point. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. What time is it? Cool. Yeah, we can smoke. No big deal. You want to smoke a joint? All right, cool. Oh, you want a oh, wax joint? Okay. All right. We're getting dirty tonight. <laughs> Let's go.
0: Let's do it. Um, what do you think your future, uh, you know, assuming that you don't quit or you know stop for good, uh, what do you think your future with Canvas is going to be like?
1: I'd really like to do more growing. Hmm. We grew one plant since we moved here. That was like the number one thing that I thought about doing legally in Oregon. I think the last time I checked, you could grow four plants, and I think they can yield up to a like a pound or something each. I only want to do one and it's more for the agricultural reasons and the the knowledge of knowing that I can do it. So that's definitely something that I'm interested in. I'm not interested in doing anything more than what I'm doing. I'm not interested in any dabs or anything crazy like that. I really just been perfecting like rolling. So I, I have uh, mechanical ways that I roll. I got a little uh, bamboo thing that I roll with. I still enjoy rolling by hand. I have like a cone filler, just anything pretty much that you can think of. I have chillums. Uh, I love glass. I just recently bought a new bong that's fantastic, by the way. It's It just gives me a lot more freedom to kind of just be creative. And I want to continue to build upon that. I want to get to the point where I can tell you a variety of different things about my favorite strain. And you be like, oh all right, perfect. Instead of being like, you're a stoner, you get it. You know, It's Mm -hmm. like, oh no, I got facts to show you why I feel this way. Uh, I worked at a dispensary for almost a year and I had regulars that would wait in line to deal with me so that they would know that they were getting a quality product. Mm. And if you have a quality product in a dispensary like that, it's never the person behind the counter's job to sell you on the weed. The weed's going to sell itself. I'm here to help you get what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. You got plans, you want to do something, this is a strain I think you should try. You're going to use glass or you're going to roll papers? I feel like if you're going to use glass, it doesn't necessarily have to be super flavorful. It could be a little bit more on the harsh side. You're just going to hit that. It might burn your throat, cough a little bit, drop a honey in your throat, you're good. Versus something that you really want, something that's going to have a lot of terpene, something that's going to be really mangoey, something that's going to have a lot of citrus on it. You might just want that on a nice, clean, thin, uh, regular raw paper or whatever your particular brand is. And it's about having that information that I see myself leading more towards, just being more informed. Because what did we miss by starting cannabis so late? Like like there was a cannabis boom when I was in, I don't know, a freshman in college. And
0: I completely missed it because I thought it was bad. (laughs) It's terrible.
1: I don't want to I don't want to miss out again. I don't want that FOMO.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and you are obviously are very knowledgeable. You've done your own research for yourself and yeah, you seem kind of like a a perfect person to uh to to sell that, you know, to help out people and figure out what they want. Yeah.
1: And it's like anything you pick is going to get you high, but that's not my goal. My goal is what are you trying to do? You want to go home and watch TV? You got a marathon. Have you seen that new Netflix show XYZ? Have you seen this? Have you seen that? Oh, you got a paper that you want to do and you just need something to keep you up and you want it to be natural and you kind of want to be a little bit stoned. Perfect. How about this? How about this? You're going away camping, camping. I love camping. Have you been here? I recommend this because obviously you're not going to do this. So, yeah, definitely vape it. Don't take any fire out there, anything like that. Just having that information. So when people come back, they're like, oh, man, I love this. I I really didn't like that, man. Okay, no problem. We can work with that. What didn't you like? Oh, well, it got me too high too fast. Okay, you said you wanted the strongest THC. This was some 32 percent. Maybe we should dial it down a little bit. Let's try some 25 percent. And sometimes people are just like, I just want the highest THC. And it's like, are you sure? And then they're like, man, I got way too high. I was paranoid. I was this, I was that. No problem. I can work with that. So this is where we started. This is where I would like for you to be at. Tell me how this is. And then they come back. I loved it. That was perfect. Maybe I could go up a little bit higher, but it was perfect. And I learned a lot. I learned a lot about the industry. I was able to talk with vendors and kind of work out what it was that each strain did. I had a really good boss that actually worked with me to make sure that I had all the tools that I needed to be successful. And I couldn't even fathom that before I actually got into the industry. I'm like, oh, yeah, everything's just like in the back of an alley, like a gun deal. And like people all have sunglasses on at night and it comes out of a trunk. I don't know how this works. Like that's how DARE had indoctrinated me to think that all drug transactions were. And when I moved to Oregon, they were the nicest bunch of people in this place that love cannabis and they just wanted to share their love for cannabis with me. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I don't know a lot about weed. I've only been smoking for like a few months. What can I learn? And like, well, what do you know about this? What do you know about that? I was like, oh man, I didn't even realize up until that point that different strains were different for a reason. I didn't realize that they look visually different. Like an indica tree looks different than a sativa tree. And I just started learning and picking stuff up. And by the time I left, I was, dare I say, the best employee there. I mm. was actually uh, on the news for it and everything.
0: So, oh, wow. Yeah,
1: it was, uh, it was good. It was good for me. And I really enjoyed it.
0: Do you think that you would want to get back into that business?
1: I think that it's it's always on my mind that I should or that I could. I I miss it sometimes. I really do. My current position, I I feel really comfortable in. I'm particularly Mm. enjoying it. But um,
0: maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the future is going to hold. Yeah. Something to keep in the back of your brain. Definitely. Because you clearly know your shit. (laughs) Try my best. Yeah. Um, Well, my final question is just uh, what do you want to say to cannabis? And then uh, another way to think about that is what if it were gonna go away for a while, what would you what would you want it to know?
1: I would really want it to know that it's helped me so much in the time that we have been together, that I love it, that it, it transformed so many fantastic things for me. When I get remarried in a few years, I hope that it's in my vows. It's it's such an integral part of the type of culture and just the freeness as well as the the creativity that I, I I just missed out on so much. And all of the years that I've actually enjoyed cannabis, I would have never imagined that we would be separated the way that we're about to be separated right now. But I'm gonna be here for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna love it even more when it comes back.
0: <laughs> well, and it will be there for you. I don't think it's going away. Yeah. Uh, well thank you very much for this interview. This was highly entertaining. You were you were great. Uh Ashanti is great and uh, there were a couple of moments where I was like I like I I can see why that these two are together. They they say a lot of the same things and have the same sense of humor and uh yeah, it's you you guys are a great couple. Um and uh I I'm very grateful that you uh, both agreed to uh to talk about this. You know, it's a pretty personal thing, so I'm I'm glad that you did this. And um, if you have anything that you want to plug, if you want to send me some photos of your art or your hand rolling skills, uh, I would love to put those on Instagram, just like I did with Ashanti.
1: Oh, definitely. Uh, Yeah. uh, My Instagram is EsperKidGoku, as well as pretty much I'm EsperKidGoku on everything on Xbox Live, on PSN. I think it's EsperKid on actual Switch. Uh, My favorite thing to do currently is. um, Pretty much play Destiny. I play a lot of Destiny. It's something about playing Destiny and letting my mind go completely blank while being stoned that I could just do forever. Mm. Like, like sign me up for that forever. Um, <laughs> I think that from where I started as being a dare kid to saying that at my funeral, I want everybody to smoke a joint. I don't care who you are. Grandma, get on in here. Let's smoke this joint. For me, I'm gone. I'll miss you. Let's go. Not quite how high style, but seeing Mm -hmm. how high sober and not smoking completely different than seeing how high stoned i'm like why is everything so relatable (laughs) everything is so relatable and so on point
0: i love it yeah Um, uh and can i come to your funeral oh definitely (laughs) definitely
1: everyone's invited that's a
0: very weird question (laughs) you better be there that's the whole thing oh yeah Yeah. i will be there uh (laughs) physically or not i will be there spiritually um and uh obviously i'll I'll put the put your information in the show notes if people want to hit you up on instagram or xbox live or whatever that is they can find you
1: yeah thank you so much for having me i i really appreciated the conversation
0: yeah i i had a great time uh you made me laugh a lot so that that's a win in my book um and thank you to all my listeners for listening uh you know this is this is how we do it i interview people we we Uh, usually split them up over a couple of weeks. So this is, uh, we're ending this here on the second part. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this interview as much as I did. Um, now is the time that I say all my normal podcast stuff please rate and review if you like the show I really really would like a review Um, it helps me get more exposure if you want to throw a few bucks my way I have a patreon Uh, really I just want you to share this with all the other people because I think this is an entertaining subject Um, and with people like Jack you get some entertaining entertaining uh, uh, subjects uh, topics uh, substance that's sort of what I'm looking for Anyway, thank you very much for listening, thank you to Jack, and until next time, this is Spencer and somebody else talking about what it's like to be high. Thank you.